What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fireside Knicks. I'm your host, Dylan Backer, and today I'm joined by my brother and co-host, Justin Backer. And today, we're going to discuss Emmanuel quickly. You know, the Knicks have a pretty big decision to make regarding him this offseason. You know, he's extension eligible this offseason, as most of us know. He's slated to hit free agency after this upcoming season, so next offseason. But, you know, he wants a lot of he wants a bit of money. You know, there's been reports that, you know, he's seeking nine figures in an extension deal over total value. You know, there's also been an additional report saying that the Knicks could maybe get him for 80 million in total value if they, if they don't want to reach 100 million. You know, so we're going to kind of just discuss like what kind of contract we think quickly is worth, whether or not the Knicks should maybe trade him if they can't reach an extension this offseason. We're going to kind of dive into those things. You know, I'm really excited to talk about it. But uh, Justin, without further ado, how are you doing today? And uh, what are your initial thoughts on this whole quickly stuff? I'm doing good. And uh, as far as quickly goes, you know, I think he really started to come into his own in the second half last season. You know, he started the season off rough. You know, shooting was way down. He was like in the 30s and low 40s. And then and his points per game was low and whatnot. And then the last like 45 games or so, like from like December on, like really when they started the nine man rotation really quickly, really came into his own, you know, and he put himself in the six man of the year conversation, ended up being the runner up. You know, I I would say he should have won. I I think a lot of people think he should have won, but he didn't win. But either way, you know, I think quickly really broke out and he earned himself some money by playing the way he did in the second half. You know, he's extension eligible now. now. And, uh, you know, before that breakout, it was really a question of, you know, should the Knicks even keep him? Like, should, should he get traded? They were talking about trading him last season. And, you know, and obviously he stuck around. He was a very important piece to this team that went to the second round. So now it's a bigger decision for the Knicks now because quickly he's going to demand more money. You know, I mean, we just saw Dylan Brooks get paid $86 million. So what does that mean for quickly? You know what I mean? Like a lot of people probably would say quickly is a better player than Brooks. You know, obviously you know, agree to disagree on that one. But, you know, you could make the argument that quickly is better than Brooks. So, you know, you see Brooks get $86 million. Now, what does that mean for quickly? Does that mean he's going to be pushing 100 mil? You know what I mean? So before this season, it was, is he even worth 60 million? Now he's entering the nine figures range. So, you know, I think there's a big decision to be made there. You know, me personally, I I don't know if I want to commit nine figures to quickly just yet, especially because he's probably going to come off the bench still. You know, so like I think that's a lot of money to be tying in, you know, but it's a tough decision because like I think he's an important piece. So, you know, I don't know. I'm conflicted on this one, to be honest. The whole quickly stuff and the extension stuff, you know, it's definitely gonna be a tough decision. And, you know, like you said, Dylan Brooks getting 80 million definitely is going to shift the market a little bit. Some players probably saw that type of contract and were like, oh, I can definitely make a lot more money than that. You know, so, you know, it definitely kind of changed things a little bit. We also saw Fred Van Vliet at 43 million a year of Houston as well. So I don't know if it's a Houston Rockets thing or if it's just the market is completely shifting and now players are getting more money. But with that, regardless of of that you know quickly definitely sees that i'm sure and is probably gonna say you know hey i could make that much money or i can make even more money than that because i think i'm better than that guy you know so you know maybe the, the knicks could give him 100 million a year the only issue is you know they're obviously their cap space situation is not fantastic right now because they still have fournier's contract on the books they'll they'll get that off the books eventually but you know you also got to consider just you know if you tie yourself to quickly for a long-term contract it's going to cap you a little bit harder on being able to sign people in free agency meaning 
meaning like if you want to add like superstar talent, you're going to have to remove some pieces currently on the roster. And with the way this Knicks front office is, I don't think they're exactly like eager to do that. You know, they seem like pretty hesitant to just trade away pieces just to trade them. They seem like they want to hold on to these guys and make sure that if they move them, it's for the right piece. So you know, extending quickly is definitely a difficult conversation. You know, I think he definitely deserves some money. I had earned him some additional uh, a couple hundred, a couple uh, tens of millions of dollars. You know, I think he definitely earned it. I think, you know, his great two-way prowess, both shooting improvements and the defense improvements and the, you know, the versatility and the ability to play the point guard and the shooting guard at effective roles. I think that'll all impact the amount of money he makes whenever he does sign, whether it's an extension with the Knicks or if he signs a different contract with a different team in free agency, I think all of that's going to play a factor into it. And I think it's deserved. You know, I think he's a very solid player. I think he fits the Knicks timeline really well, you know, being the good six man, being a young six man, being that kind of energy guy, the guy who flares up the team a little bit, brings some pace, all that stuff. Those are, those are impactful things. And, whether the Knicks extend them or not, you know, other teams are going to see that and try to see if they can swoop them in, you know. So if you're the New York Knicks, you know, I guess I want to ask this more so. But, you know, if you're the Knicks, right, and you can't reach an extension quickly this offseason, like you you have the talks, but you hit a stalemate. You can't get an extension done. You know, you two sides disagree on the terms of a deal. You know, should the Knicks consider maybe even trading him? Because, you know, me personally, like if, if the Knicks are not going to bring quickly back for the to come, I'd rather at least get something back in return. Personally, I don't think I would rather let a guy like quickly with such high value and the high ceiling he has walk for absolutely nothing. I feel like that'd be a failure on the New York Knicks if they did that. So I feel like maybe something like that, they should, they should consider it me personally, but I kind of want to hear your take on it. Cause you know, obviously trading quickly is not like exactly something that sounds amazing, but it might also be something that could have to be done if they can't reach a deal. What, what do you think about that? Well, you know, considering the amount of or lack of superstars that are available right now, like truly available, you know, they were talking about Paul George and all that, and those fizzled out. There's not that many options really available right now. So who would you really trade quickly for right now? You know what I mean? I I think it's also smart to kind of be hesitant to give him that kind of money too because of the inconsistency. I mean, yeah, he had a great second half of the season, but his first half was atrocious and his playoff performance was atrocious. You know what I mean? I know the whole team struggled in the playoffs, but – it does matter when you're talking about paying a guy nine figures, you know what I mean? So, you know, I think it's smart to be a little hesitant to pay him anyway, because like I said, the inconsistency prove that you are that guy, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not obviously quick is going to want his money, but if he does come back on the roster next season and he hasn't gotten paid yet, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I, it would be more malpractice if anything, if they handed him nine figures and then he went into next season and stunk up the place again, you know what I mean? So, you know, I got, I think quickly is a great player, but I've watched him his whole career. The inconsistencies are there, you know what I mean? So they are legitimate concerns. So, you know, as far as trading him, you know, I don't think that's the right move either. I think he's still a big piece of the current team. You know what I mean? So, trading him right now really isn't necessary in my opinion, you know, because there isn't really anyone that you could realistically get that's like, you know, a massive upgrade when you're content when you're considering trading quickly and other assets. You know what I mean? So there has to be like a significant upgrade to do that, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I actually 100% agree. You know, I don't think you should just trade quickly for the sake of trading him just because you can't reach an extension. I feel like if you trade quickly, it's got to be for like a superstar piece. That's why I think you've been seeing his name get mentioned up a lot in these mock trades for like Paul George or James Harden and guys like that. 
because, you know, quickly has a lot of value. And, you know, the Knicks are going to want to be able to take advantage of that if they can, whether it's keeping him on this team for long term and make him a main part of the core going forward or moving him for a superstar if it has to come down to that if they can't sign him, you know. So, you know, maybe they will if they ever think about trading him. Maybe it won't be necessarily this offseason, but, you know, if they still struggle to reach those extension talks during the season, because you could still do you could obviously still extend them during the season. You know, I should point that out that you, if you don't extend them this offseason, it doesn't mean that the, that the door is shut completely on an extension. But, you know, regardless, if the Knicks are, ever, are like still struggling to reach that during the season, the trade deadline will be an interesting time for that. You know, it'll be interesting to see what the Knicks will do handling that situation, because, you know, like I said, if quickly is going to go elsewhere and sign a bigger deal with a different team because they're, they're going to guarantee him, you know, a starting role or something like that. Cause you know, he's never going to get a starting role as a member of the Knicks really. If Jalen Brunson's here, he's not. So that's definitely going to play a role into whether quickly signs or not into how much money, you know, maybe quickly feels like he can get more money out of a different team because they view him as a starting piece, you know, that that's going to play a factor. And I think it's important to note that. So like I was saying, you know, the trade deadline will definitely be something interesting to monitor if they still haven't reached an extension with him by that time. It'll be something to watch. Do I do I necessarily think that they should trade quickly? No, I personally love Emmanuel quickly. I think he's very valuable to this team. I think his two-way abilities, his abilities to, you know, come off the bench and start and produce at a high level in both areas, you know, play the point guard and shooting guard, play good defense, good shooting, just all that energy and all that stuff. I think that's very, very valuable to this team I think he's a big reason why the Knicks got as far as they did this past season you know so do I think he's someone you had you like are eager to trade absolutely not and I don't think they should be eager to trade him but I do think that if they like I said if they struggle to reach an extension with him then they need to might they might have to consider it and will be a, a popular move not necessarily be popular but will it be something that could hopefully make them a better team if they trade him as part of a big package for a star player Absolutely, it could. You know, who knows what, what will happen in a in the next several months and throughout the next season and stuff like that, you know? do And I just want to make it clear, too. I'm not insinuating that they should just trade quickly for no reason midseason. No. If you're going to trade quickly midseason, it's got to be for, like, a superstar that's going to get – that's kind of been like, all right, we're going all in this season. We want to go to the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals this season. And, unfortunately, it might, might mean quickly would have to go. That's the type of trade I'm looking for. I'm not looking for a, oh, let's just trade quickly for another bench player. No, absolutely not. If they did something like that, that would be malpractice, like you said. That would be really bad. I would be I would be pretty upset about that, honestly, because I think you got to take advantage of Quickly's value considering where it's at right now. This is the highest his value has ever been in his career. And if he continues to play well and going into next season, it's only going to go up even more. So the Knicks need to take advantage of that. And like I said, if they ever think about possibly moving him, it's got to be for a star player. It has to be one that's going to make an absolute difference to the New York Knicks, one that's going to make a gigantic difference, kind of a splash move almost. Do I think... It's like the centerpiece of that kind of trade. No, unfortunately, that might not be the case. It might, but I think quickly can help kind of, you know, reduce the amount of assets necessary to facilitate some type of star trade. You know, I really think that that would be the case. But, you know, I just want to rephrase this too. Overall, you know, my stance on this, I want the Knicks to extend quickly. I do. Do I want to commit $100 million to Emmanuel quickly? I'm a little unsure about that right now. I'm a little un- closer to 80 mil, 85 million. Then I'm cool with that. I'm honestly cool with that. Hundred million, yes, it's it's a lot of money. It's it's a pretty big financial commitment. So that's that's why I'm saying they kind of need to, you know, take their 
or steps with it and not just hand him a hundred million dollar contract because they love him. No, you gotta gotta be considerate of team in the future going forward. You know, you don't want to cap your team too hard to where you can't make upgrades when you need to. You know, you gotta do the right make the right decisions. They're already tied to guys like RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle, even Mitchell Robinson to pretty long term deals that have taken up some of the cap. You know, like I said, they still have Evan Fournier's contract on the books. And while I expect Fournier to get moved, if worst case scenario they are unable to move him, then they're still stuck with that contract going into next season. So, you know, it's a lot of things to consider. It's a lot of things to consider. But overall, my stance on it, I just want to be clear on it. I want them to keep quickly. I really do. I love him as a player. But at the same time, I'm un- uncertain about make you know having a large financial commitment tied to him just a little uncertain about it just because you know this is a guy who's always going to be a six man really on the Knicks as far as it goes as long as Jalen Brunson's here he's never going to become a starter so you got to consider if it's worth investing a hundred million dollars into a guy that's going to always come off the bench consider because he is a highly impactful piece there you know some some players might might like it I, I don't know some Fans might say, oh, you know, we need to keep quick. We need to give quickly $100 million. He's worth it. Or no, we need to give quickly way less than that because he's going to be a six man. You know, everyone's going to have different viewpoints on it. But me personally, if quickly is going to remain a bench player, I wouldn't pay him $100 million. I really wouldn't. I kind of want to hear your thoughts on it, though, because I know I talked for a bit on this one, but I think I wanted to kind of facilitate some talking points here with this one. So what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely want to bring quickly back. You know, he's a very important piece to this team. Like you said, he's a big reason we even got to the second round you know what i mean i do want to bring him back it just it has to be for the right price you know think about it right now if we gave quickly 100 million dollars right now we would have four players with contracts over 100 million dollars that'd be brunson randall barrett and quickly that's 400 million dollars or more you know roughly tied to those four players other you know what i mean like how does that sound you know what i mean it sounds a little um a little crazy you know but you know I do want to bring him back, but I also want to say that, um, you know, I think the DiVincenzo signing is almost like insurance in case quickly were to leave or get traded or whatever. You know what I mean? I think I like, cause that wasn't necessarily like a necessary move. You know what I mean? It was a good move. I like DiVincenzo. It was a good move. It wasn't the most necessary thing in the world. We have a good six man already. You know what I mean? But I almost think that might've been like insurance in case quickly were to leave or not reach an extension, whatever, you know? So you know, but like I said, I do want to bring him back. Good player, big important piece of this team. Just it has to be for the right price, and I have to be sold that it's the right price. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, if it if it were to happen mid season, if quickly's having a phenomenal season, he took another leap. Okay, you can have a hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? Prove prove to me that you're worth that. Basically, is what I'm trying to say here. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my stance on it. Um, yeah, that's basically where I stand. Yeah, no, you know, I think you made a very good point about DiVincenzo, you know, adding DiVincenzo, it kind of does feel like insurance a little bit, right? Because, you know, we've been, we've been emphasizing for most of this uh, offseason that like their biggest need was like in the wing department, you know, get a good like three and D type wing. Adding DiVincenzo was a fantastic move. Don't get me wrong, but you know, could would we be sitting here and saying that their biggest move was to get another backup guard? No, probably not. That we probably wouldn't be sitting. We probably were not sitting here at the beginning of the offseason saying that was the move we absolutely need to make. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the DiVincenzo signing was phenomenal. I think that's a great signing. I think it's you know very important to add more guard depth and very important piece right there. I think DiVincenzo fits in fantastically. So I love that. Don't get me wrong. But 
I kind of think you made a good point by saying that, you know, it's kind of insurance because, you know, it seems like even the Knicks know it's not necessarily a guarantee that they're going to be able to bring quickly back. They probably want to bring quickly back. I would assume they would love to bring quickly back, but they know that financially, just given what his asking price is and given what the Knicks are going to have to be able to give up, you know, just to stay within the cap range, they know it's not going to be easy. They know it's not as simple as just, all right, here's an extension for you because we love you. No, like they got, they know it's going to be a tough decision to make. They know they got some ramifications to work around with it. So maybe signing DiVincenzo was kind of that backup, you know, kind of that insurance, like in case quickly leaves or in case they have to trade quickly, they at least have DiVincenzo to become like the new backup guard, which wouldn't be a bad thing if that ever came down to it. But don't, but you know, don't get me wrong. I think quickly is still a very important piece of the future going forward. So I, if they can, I would love for them to extend him. I would love it. I would hate to see him get traded, but if he does get traded for like the right piece for like a superstar piece, I won't be as upset about it. But I just they got to do the right thing. I think the Knicks will do the right thing. They've been, you know, this this front office regime has been pretty good with, you know, being patient on, you know, handing out extensions and not making risky trades that are going to fall flat on them. You know, they've done a pretty good job at that. I expect them to continue to do that with quickly. But, you know, with that being said, we're kind of going to just wrap it up here. Let us know what you guys think about quickly in the comments. You know, do you think the Knicks should give quickly a hundred million dollars? Do you think they should give him less than that? Do you think the Knicks uh, should trade him? At some point, do you think they, you know, he he would be an important trade piece, you know, for a star player? Let us know what you guys think. You know, we come here to agree and disagree. There's many different viewpoints on this situation. You know, there's many different avenues the Knicks can take with the manual quickly here in this case. So we're very curious to hear what you guys think about it. Make sure also that you guys follow us on all of our social platforms. We're on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. We're also on threads now as well. And of course, this YouTube page, if you're watching this audio version of these podcasts, they're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you guys check those out as well and give us a five-star rating on both of those. That'd be really appreciated. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on this YouTube page. And, you know, I'm Dylan Becker. That's my brother, Justin. We'll see you guys in the next Fireside Knicks episode. Peace out.